Hello, and thank you for joining us today. I'm Laura Evans, and you are listening to Hope for the Hurting. Our mission is simple. We want to provide hope and help to those who are hurting, lost, lonely, and in despair. My background is in broadcasting and radio, and I'm joined by my dad, Dr. Irv Wolf, who, in addition to being a pastor for over 30 years, has a background in marriage and family therapy. Dr. Irv is author of two books, and currently he's the director of Wolf Counseling, not Hopewell. We are we're done with Hopewell, and we've opened the new door for Wolf Counseling, where he and my mom do telecounseling for individuals and couples. So if you're interested in that, you can go to wolfcounsel.com to get more information. And you can also message my dad at wolfcounsel at gmail.com. And so we are in the second episode in our 10-part series. We originally titled this Protection from Deception, but for the first time ever in the history of this podcast, we were censored for saying protection from deception. That's how much they want to deceive you. That's how much they don't want you to know the truth, that you even have something titled protection from deception and you bring Christian values into it and you bring the Bible into it, they will shut you down. So when you go to our Spotify or Google or Apple podcast or however you find this podcast, um, you'll see that it's been relabeled finding truth. If I relabeled it, kind of repackaged it as finding truth, then they didn't censor us. So just so you know, it's going to say finding truth when you go to find, uh, find the podcast. But our original title for this series was Protection from Deception. And today we're going to look at the gold standard for truth as we seek to identify when we are being deceived. This is important information. This is the stuff that will safeguard you against the incoming deception that's going to grow worse as we go into the end times. So before we delve into this topic, I am going to open us in prayer. And please join me as um, I go before the throne room of the Lord. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this opportunity. We thank you uh, for these listeners that are here because they want to hear truth. They desire truth. And I pray, God, that you just pour your Holy Spirit into this podcast. I pray that you'd protect us from the attacks of the enemy, which include being censored. I pray that this podcast would get out to those who need to hear it and that you'd allow us to safeguard ourselves and armor up as we go into these end days that are so infiltrated with deception, deception on the outside and deception within the church. Pray that you just give my dad words of wisdom as we seek to understand what is the gold standard for truth. We just give this podcast to you in Jesus' name. Amen. So they censored us, huh? They censored us. I'm telling you, I've never experienced that before. I had uploaded the podcast to our platform where we um, launched this, which is Spotify. It's through Spotify. That's the original launching pad and did the usual that I do. And then I went um, to send you an email saying, hey, here it's done. And in the meantime, I got an email shot back to me from Spotify saying that our podcast violated their community standards and that they had deleted it. So I was wow. like, what? So I went back in there and sure enough, no trace of it, completely deleted it. So I had to go back in, kind of repackage it, relabeled it, finding truth. And, and I checked today and it's still there. Okay. Well, let's, let's talk about the gold standard for truth. Yes. Uh, because we are all about finding truth. Yep. Uh, but we're also all about being protected from deception. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, first of all, let's let's take a lesson from the past. And this is a lesson from the Secret Service. And until recently, the Secret Service, as a branch of the Department of the Treasury, 
specialized in detection of counterfeit currency. How did they detect counterfeit currency? Well, agents were trained to scrutinize, handle, smell, analyze the real authentic currency so that they could know what it was to, to, to know the real thing so that when they encountered counterfeits, they would easily detect them. And that's exactly what they did. They spent countless hours being trained in this and what to look for in the genuine article. Because when these agents encountered counterfeit currency, they could readily detect the difference between the fake and the genuine. Yeah. And that's the same for us as believers. Mm. We need to be so familiar with the mm. truth. That's why we're talking about truth first mm -hmm. before we get into lies and deception. Mm -hmm. We need to be so familiar with the truth that when we read, see, or hear lies, mm -hmm. we can readily discern the difference. Mm -hmm. When we know the truth, first of all, the truth will set us free. Right. When we know the truth that well, we will be mature believers who are carried about by every wind of doctrine, by the trickery of mm -hmm. men, by craftiness and deceitful scheming. Mm -hmm. But speaking the truth in love, we will grow up in all aspects into him who was the head, which is even Christ. Right. That's Ephesians 4. So we don't want to be caught up with every wind and wave of doctrine. How do you do that? You better know the truth. Right. You know, on that topic, I'm not so scared about the lies and deception that come from the world. Like, I expect that it's kind of obvious. Let's move on. But what scares me the most is the deceit within the church because they'll take mostly truth and mix in just a little bit of lies, just a little bit of scripture twisting, just a little bit of taking scripture out of context. And it's very believable. It's very, unless you know the word, unless something checks your spirit and says, mm, something's a little bit off about what that guy is saying. And then you go to the scripture and you read it and you go, that's what it is. That's what the Holy Spirit was was um, touching my heart about, you're, you're going to be deceived. You're going to be caught up because the Bible says, I can't remember the exact verse, dad, maybe you, maybe you do, but that if it were possible, even the elect will be deceived in the end times, even the elect. And it's not possible because we have the Holy spirit, but that's how thick the deception will be. And so well, in my, right. in my prayer times, I pray God, I listen to certain things and I'm like, I can see how people would fall for that. Even believers, because it's enticing and it sounds good. And let's all just get along and let's find our commonalities and there should be unity within the church. Those are lies. That's new age philosophy leading to a one world religion. And if we're not grounded in truth, where the truth of the Bible says, if there's heresy, if there's false teachers, if there's false teachings have nothing to do with them, Call them out, expose them, and have nothing to do with them. Don't try to find a commonality. That's that's not in, of the Lord. That's not of the Bible. But you can see how people get sucked into that. And so when I pray, and I would invite our listeners to, to pray similarly, that, the, that God, that the Holy Spirit would just fill you with supernatural discernment and just this hedge of protection around you so that you have the wisdom to discern the lies, and then you can therefore protect your family and talk to your children about what is true, what is not true. And it is super difficult without that. Yeah, boy, you got that right. And, you know, in all of that, it's it's important that we walk in the light. Mm. If we walk in the light, 
we will see the darkness. Right. We will spot it because we're in the light. And right. Whenever light encounters darkness, first of all, light wins, mm -hmm. uh, but it, darkness is easily exposed when we're walking in the light. Right. Uh, it, it reminds me of the old story, Lori. Do you remember the old story about hiding just a little bit of, of dog poop? Yes. In the brownies? Yes. And you make up the brownies and they're delicious. They're Duncan Hines brownies. Mm -hmm. And you've got just a little bit of dog poop in the brownie mix. Mm -hmm. and uh, serve it up. Would your guests eat that if they knew that? No. I mean, it's 99% brownie, mm -hmm. but there's 1% that's dog poop. Right. I actually use that exact scenario with my boys. My oldest was going through a phase where he was stretching the truth quite a bit and flat out lying. And so I did make brownies. I didn't put the dog poop in it, but I told him, I said, hey, I said, what would you think? I said, I said, what would you think if I put a secret ingredient in these brownies? They're like, what's the secret ingredient? And I'm like, ah, they may or may not have dog poop in them. Just, but just a little bit, just a, just a teeny little bit, just took a little bit. And they, oh, gross, disgusting. I don't want anything to do with those. That's what happens when you're not honest. That's what happens when I can't trust you. And maybe most of what you're saying is true, but when there's a little element of, of dishonesty in there, I don't know what's true and I don't know what's not and I can't trust you. So it's a, it's the same thing when you hear even preachers that you've you've looked to for years and now they're they're not speaking full truth anymore. Yeah, and and that's another reason why you need to know the truth. Mm -hmm. You need the truth and you need to be a mature believer so that you can handle the truth and in turn use it uh, to your advantage to spot lies, to spot deception. Yeah. Let's talk about the truth, the gold standard for truth and its benefits. What is the gold standard for truth? Well, it's found in John 8, 31 and 32. This is Jesus speaking to Jews who interestingly believed in him. Mm. These are Jews who believed in him. And he declared, if you abide in my word, you are truly disciples of mine and you shall know the truth and the truth will make you free. Mm -hmm. That's the gold standard. Uh, and why? Well, the gold standard is all about abiding in Jesus's word, the Bible. Mm -hmm. Read it, memorize it, mm -hmm. obey it, mm -hmm. teach it. Mm -hmm. Why? Because if you do, you'll know the truth, for the Bible contains God's truth for living this life. It is mm -hmm. our roadmap, our playbook, our set of instructions for living life on planet Earth. Mm. Knowing the truth is not the only benefit of learning the Bible you'll find freedom. Mm -hmm. uh, the truth contained in the Bible will set you free. And you might say, well, hey, you're free from what? Well, you'll find freedom from slavery to sin. Mm -hmm. You'll find in the Bible freedom from bondage to addictions, mm -hmm. freedom from pursuing idols, mm -hmm. freedom from pursuing ungodly relationships, mm -hmm. and a whole lot more. You will be set free. Mm -hmm. And that's Amen. an important thing. Yeah, absolutely. The gold standard is the Bible, and that is certainly one of three main sources of truth for you mm -hmm. and me as mm -hmm. believers. We already know the Bible is one of the three sources of truth. Theologians call the Bible inerrant and infallible. Mm -hmm. And what they mean by those complex terms is the Bible is without any error, intentional or unintentional. That's what inerrant means. Mm -hmm. 
And the Bible is incapable of making mistakes or being wrong. Mm -hmm. That's infallible. Mm -hmm. Goes back to the idea of a fallacy. Uh, so something that's infallible means without fallacy. How can the Bible make such claims? Because God, the Holy Spirit, wrote it, and God cannot lie. Whoa, says whoa, Titus whoa. One, two. whoa, whoa, whoa. I can hear people saying, no, Dr. Irv, men wrote the Bible. Their names are listed in the Bible. How do you respond to that? Yeah, and the Bible responds by saying men were carried about by the Holy Spirit in what they wrote. So they were so literally the Holy... possessed by the Holy Spirit. They were. Mm. They were possessed by him, and he he used them as his pens, mm. as his writing instruments mm -hmm. to write the Bible. Mm -hmm. And it came out the way he wanted it written, mm -hmm. not the way they would have written it, not maybe filled with errors or lies. Right. Uh, it came out the way God wanted written. And if you think about it, um, that that is God condescending to humans mm -hmm. to use them to write his word. He could have written it on stone tablets like he did for Moses, but he chose to use men and in turn to use his Holy Spirit to um, basically sanctify the words that they wrote mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so that what they wrote was what he wanted written. Right. And it's the only book that's withstood the test of time. And it's always number one on the bestseller list. And, and the, the writers don't contradict each other. Their stories collaborate, their stories back each other up and add, add even more information with like when you read the gospels and you read it from each of the um, disciples points of view, you can see how, if you read them all together, it, it forms one whole story. They, they say it's, you know, the, the fact that there are 40 different authors over roughly 2,000 years mm -hmm. uh, of writing, and they don't contradict. Right. They, they're telling the same things over and over again, and it's not contradictory. That's, that's pretty astounding. And there's evidence to back up what they're saying. I, I like to listen, you know, Pastor Jack Hibbs, but he was saying, people will say, oh, just man, man rope. It's a man-made book. He's like, well, really? He's like, all of these authors, first of all, they believe so much in the gospel and what they were writing and preaching. They were willing to die, die awful deaths. Who would die for something that's made up? And all of these guys, when you, and you read their epistles, you read Paul's epistles, you read different books of the Bible, they throw themselves under the bus all the time. Like if you were going to write a story, wouldn't you be the hero? Well, in 2 Timothy 3.16, we read, all scripture is inspired by God. And the, the idea of inspired here doesn't mean simply inspiring or emotionally stirring. The idea in Greek is theopneustos. Hmm. And theopneustos in Greek means literally God breathed. Wow. Like God breathed it out. Mm -hmm. He breathed out the Bible. So the Bible is one of the three primary sources of truth in this life. It's the external source God gave us to guide us into truth. Mm. So that's that's source number one. Mm -hmm. The Holy Spirit is source number two. Okay. The second source of truth God gave us is the internal source of truth. Mm -hmm. And that source is the Holy Spirit. And yep. it says when he, the Holy Spirit, or the Spirit of truth comes, he'll guide you into all the truth. Mm -hmm. And that's John 16, 13 question is how will he guide us into all the truth mm -hmm. well he will do that by working internally 
convicting believers' conscience when mm -hmm. we sin. Mm -hmm. uh, how does he do that? Well, the Spirit reveals God's truth, and God's truth renews our conscience, mm -hmm. and it convicts us mm -hmm. if we're doing something wrong. Mm -hmm. Well, as the Spirit educates the believer's conscience with the things of God, uh, we develop a personal standard. The personal standard is formed by the conscience, and it begins to align with the revealed truth in the Bible. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. we, we see gradually our consciences become molded into what the Bible, the truth of the Bible. Mm -hmm. So it has a it has a molding effect. Right. And one caveat there is I found in my life that when I'm not walking with the Lord, my conscience isn't as um, sensitive. So yeah. I'm not, things that should bother me, they might maybe bother me a little bit, but not as much as they should. And when I'm walking with the Lord and I'm truly seeking him, my conscience is very sensitive. So that's another telltale sign of where you're at in your walk with God is how sensitive is your conscience. That's a good one, Lo, because for a lot of people that are not living, even as Christians, they're not walking with the Lord, they get a dulled conscience. And a dulled conscience means it's just simply not as sensitive mm -hmm. to sin anymore. Mm -hmm. uh, you've, you've, you've hardened, not hardened it, but you've made it dull. You can keep, if you keep making it dull and don't change, then it becomes hardened. Mm -hmm. And you don't know right from wrong anymore. And mm -hmm. you no longer care about mm -hmm. pleasing the Lord or being, mm -hmm. you know, being, uh, you know, walking in holiness or walking pure. Mm -hmm. And that's a, that's a good sign. If you're walking with the Lord, if the Holy spirit is active in your life, if sin bothers you, yep. if it doesn't bother you, you got some work to do with the Lord. You need to confess and repent and get right with him. And I was going to say too, that, um, another thing that I've found in my life, when the Holy spirit speaks to you and you ignore him, his voice gets quieter. When he speaks to you and you obey and you act on what he's telling you to do, the next time he speaks to you, you can hear it more clearly because he's you're sensitive, you're sensitive and he's seeing that you're obedient, that your heart is surrendered. So he's going to tell you more because people will say, well, God never talks to me. I never hear from the Holy Spirit. Well, where, where's your walk at? Are you when he does tell you things, have you obeyed him or have you ignored him? Because you can't expect it's like it's like any relationship. If I ignored you, would we have much of a relationship? You have to have that ongoing connection where you talk, I listen. And that's how that works with the Holy Spirit, too. Well, let me finish up by talking about prayer, because that's the third source of truth that God gave us is prayer. Mm -hmm. Prayer is the second internal source of truth. Uh, through prayer, we have direct access to the God of truth. Mm. Prayer invites God to guide us, speak to us, show us his will, reveal truth to us about people and circumstances couple of examples that uh, uh, that the role of prayer played is one is freeing the apostle Peter from jail. If you remember, he was scheduled to be executed the mm -hmm. next day. Mm -hmm. And prayer was going up for him from the church uh, in Lydia's house. And so they're praying like crazy around the clock at midnight. And guess what? An angel shows up in Peter's cell. Mm taps his chains, they fall off. He wakes up, he thinks he's in a dream, but the, the jailhouse doors open, 
The guards are knocked out of sleep. He opens the door. Next thing he finds himself out in the open mm. through the city gates. And he makes his way over to the house where they're all praying for him. Mm. And at first, Rhoda, who's the little servant girl, she goes to the door. She says, hey, Peter's out there. They're saying, wow. And she like on. slams the door in his face because she can Yes. I got to go yes, tell everybody. Yes, yes. Uh, she hello. Sh shuts the door on him and she goes back and tells him. And they, at first they don't believe her. Mm -hmm. And then he comes in and all of a sudden they're going nuts. They're just going bonkers that God has freed their their guy, Peter, mm. from jail. Mm -hmm. And if he can do that, he can do anything. Well, so there's the example of Peter praying mm. and God lowering a sheet that was filled with all kinds of unclean animals, pigs and vultures and eagles and kites and all kinds of things. And he he hears a voice that instructs Peter to kill and eat. And Peter says, I've never eaten anything unclean in my life. Mm. Well, God was showing Peter the truth, not about food, mm -hmm. but that Gentiles who were regarded as unclean by Jews, mm. that they were included, they were to be included in his church. Mm -hmm. And that's Acts 10, 15. The Bible, the Holy Spirit, and prayer yeah. all factor into knowing the truth. Yeah. If you want to know the truth, those that's where you look. Mm -hmm. That's where you look. Mm-hmm. If we know the Bible well, because we have a daily habit of spending time reading it, the Holy Spirit has a full well from which to draw when we encounter lies and deception. Yes. We will not be tossed about by every wind and wave of doctrine. As we pray about whether something written, spoken is true, God will give us discernment in the inner man or the inner woman mm -hmm. to know if it's true. Yes. Yeah, I want to I want to just real briefly tell you a story about when I was a, a young believer, fairly young believer, and I went to a conference and the conference said, you know, if you've done something wrong, the Holy Spirit will convict you. Mm. And I'm driving home from the conference and I go past a liquor store called Hilo Liquors. And I had worked there as an unbelieving teenager uh, stocking shelves. Mm -hmm. Well, I had also smuggled out the back door a whole case of uh, various kinds of, of, of alcohol for some teenage friends of mine who were having a party. Mm -hmm. And as I went past, I, I kept hearing the Holy Spirit speaking to me saying, go in and confess it, go in and confess it. And I kept saying, I, I don't think so, Lord. I, I think there must be another day, another time to do this. Mm -hmm. But he wouldn't leave me alone. And I went in and all the way in, I was praying, don't let the owner be here. Don't let the owner be here. So I went to the guy at the counter and I said, hey, is, is Bill here? He said, oh yeah, he's in the back. He'll look forward to seeing you, Irv. And he loved me like a son. Hmm. And I went back there and I said, Bill, I, I need to talk to you. He said, do you need a job? I said, no, no, Bill, that's not why I'm here. I'm here to tell you that when I was working for you, uh, some teenagers had a party and I smuggled out some bottles of booze and you never knew about it because I adjusted all the inventory levels mm. and I'm here. I'll pay you whatever I need to pay you. And he thought about it and he said, Irv, I appreciate you being honest. You don't owe me a thing. I'm not going to charge you a dime, but don't ever come in here again. Mm. 
Mm. Tell you the truth, because the Holy Spirit convicted me of it. Mm -hmm. Sometimes can be costly. Cost me my reputation with Him. Cost mm -hmm. me my friendship with Him, mm -hmm. and uh, any any opportunity for our, for future work with Him. Mm. But knowing the truth and having the Holy Spirit convict you mm -hmm. and won't leave you alone, keep bugging you right. until you do it. Wow, great story, Dad. And, you know, before you can even, before the Holy Spirit can take up residence in your life, you have to invite him in. He's a gentleman. He will not force his way into your life. When you accept Christ as your Savior, God gives you the gift of the Holy Spirit in your life. He's not a force. He's not some mysterious element in nature. He is a person and he takes up residence in your life. And you can choose to be possessed by the Holy Spirit or you can choose to be possessed by evil, by wickedness. Um, and so it's it's one or the other. You're going to serve one of two masters. You're going to serve the devil, Satan, the, the world, or you're going to serve Christ. And so in order to invite the Holy Spirit into your life, you need to invite Jesus into your life. And we do that through the ABCs of salvation. A is admit you are a sinner in need of a savior. Romans 3.23 says, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. We've broke broken God's heart with our sin. Just like you broke the, um, the liquor store owner's heart when he loved you like a son and, and, and it hurt him when you sin. That's how our, in a small comparison to how our sin hurts God's heart and be believe in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. John 14, six says, Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the father except through me and see, call upon his name. Romans 10, 13 says, whoever calls on the name of the Lord, will be saved. We want you to have that relationship with the Holy Spirit where he can help you decipher the truth from the lies in the world that we live in, but it starts with inviting Jesus into your life. So dad, would you would you lead us through that prayer? Yeah, I would be honored. Uh, dear listener, you know that if you believe the truth, the truth will set you free. Uh, free from your past, free from sin, uh, free from bondages mm. uh, it, it is a freeing agent to know the truth mm -hmm. because the holy spirit can use that truth to to work a mighty miracle in your life mm. and if you've never accepted christ it's time mm -hmm. it's time isn't it today is the day of salvation yes today is the day to receive jesus and that's as simple as laura outlined uh, we start out by saying a real simple prayer and you can, you can pray this prayer right after me. Dear Lord Jesus, I know that I've sinned. Mm -hmm. I know I've broken your heart. I know that in many ways I have justified it. I, I've tried to make light of it. I've tried in some way to discount it, but it's mm -hmm. true. I've sinned against you. I've sinned against other people, but my primary sin is against you. But I believe in Jesus. Mm -hmm. I believe Jesus carried my sins onto the cross, took the penalty I should have paid, and in turn died in my place. And now, Jesus, I'm calling on you. I'm calling on you, Jesus. Come into my heart. Make me born again. Give me a fresh start. Mm -hmm. I need it, Lord. Mm. I need it. And I pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And if you've prayed that prayer, please share your story with us. We are so encouraged by your stories and how our podcast has touched you or touched family members. You can also share this podcast with your loved ones and family members. And if you are just not aware of the Holy Spirit's 
work in your life, you're a believer, but you haven't heard from him in a while, I would invite you to just spend some time with the Lord and ask him to show you the areas where you've allowed a stronghold in your life, where you've allowed uh, Satan to have a foothold and, and repent of those things, renounce those things and recommit your life to the Lord, surrender to him again and ask him to bring that Holy Spirit fire back into your life, back into your heart. And if you'd like to get a hold of us, you can email us at wolfcouncil at gmail.com. We'd love to send you some materials to help you grow in your faith. You can find our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Next week, we will be doing the third episode in, in this series on protection from deception, also called Finding Truth. And we'll be talking about how to spot a liar. And I'm going to close this out with 2 Timothy 3, 16 through 17, which my dad alluded to. But it says, all scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong, teaches us to do what is right. God uses us to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. Mm-hmm.